Well, praise the Lord, this is Pastor Jerry once again coming to you with the Word of God. It is always an honor and a privilege to bring you the Word. So grateful that you're watching or listening, praise God. First off, we're going to jump right back into the book of Psalms today. We've been doing and working through a series called God Is, talking about the characteristics of God, God's manners, God's ways, praise God, who He is, praise God. And so our key verse was out of Psalms 34 in verse 8, and it just says this, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, hallelujah. Blessed is the man who trusts in Him. Amen. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Now, of course, that's been our kind of our kickoff verse for this whole series, basically just talking about the fact that God is good and good all the time. And basically all of His characteristics are coming out of the fact that God is just good. Amen. And He's always good. This verse says, taste and see. In other words, to perceive and to experience that God is good. And that's why we're doing this series, not only to give you some insight, maybe give you a little bit of maybe revelation about some things, but also that you would begin to taste and see it, to experience it, amen, to perceive it, praise God, get a hold of it, grasp it, praise God, and uh, walk in it or experience it to the fullest, praise God. That's what we're trying to do here. So with that said, we're going to go into the New Covenant today, probably spend most of our time in the New Covenant, and I'm going to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, please, and today we're going to talk about God is faithful, praise God. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, hallelujah. So verse 9, 1 Corinthians 1 9 says God is here we go faithful praise God by whom you were called into the fellowship of his son Jesus Christ our Lord so let's go ahead and define this a little bit just to kind of so we kind of know where we're headed here today the word faithful here means trustworthy or trustful all right it means sure or true-hearted all right it means true to what you believe or true to what you say in fact that's why when you hear the word faith full, okay, when you think about faith, faith is, you know, that it's a way how they believe or how one would say they believe, whereas faithful means then being true to what you say or true to what you believe. That's how it says that. But faithfulness is speaking of devoutness. Uh, these are some synonyms here, loyalty, dedication, uh, being reliable, all right, being dependable, amen. But it get, uh, this is probably our key word for this. It means to be committed to. Praise God. God is committed, amen, to us. God is faithful, amen. So God is true to what he says, true to what, uh, you know, to the things that he's declared, praise God. And so he's committed to you and me. Now this verse here says, God is faithful by whom you were called. That word called just means an invite, a bidding, a summoned or uh, in a sense, too, even a word proposal kind of fits in there. But God is inviting us into, it says, the fellowship, which is a word that refers to uh, communion, participation, or partnership, or family, we could say. It's another word here. So what it says, by whom you were called into the fellowship of His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. So what it's talking about here is His commitment to us uh, as His intimate a friend or family member, or we could maybe say partner even, because the Word says we're co-laborers together with Him. Amen. But He's committed to us. Amen. He's committed to you and me. Amen. And uh, he, you're part of His family. 
Uh, you're part of the household of faith. You're part of the kingdom of God, the kingdom of light, praise God. And so what this is saying is letting us know how committed he, are, he is to you and me, praise God. Hallelujah, that he is faithful or he is committed uh, to you and me, praise God. Let's look at a few other verses here. Second Timothy, let's go there. We're just pretty much just going to jump around a little bit in the new covenant today. Second Timothy in chapter 2. And then let's look at verse, um, I think verse 11 will probably work here. We'll just kind of read through a few verses here. Verse 11, chapter 2, verse, uh, or yeah, verse, verse 11, 211, just says this, This is a faithful saying, for if we died with him, we shall also live with him. In other words, if we are willing to lay down our life, uh, it says then uh, we, sh uh, we shall also then live with him. That's what it's referring to. If we endure, we shall also reign with him. In other words, if we continue or, you know, stay with it, praise God, he also will reign, uh, or pardon me, we shall also reign with him, or that word also means to conquer. Okay, so in other words, we're going to reign or conquer with him. It goes on to say, um, if we deny him, he also will deny us. Now, that word there just means, uh, in a sense, a willful rejection. Uh, it's talking about, you know, to, um, to reject, refuse. That's maybe some other synonyms there. But it says if we, if we you know, we reject or refuse it, and it says all, he'll also uh, deny us. Now, uh, that obviously, we, nobody wants to hear that, but that's just the facts. If you turn, uh, you know, that's what it says. If you willfully reject him, he'll he'll. Uh, He'll give you that right to do that. It goes on to say, if we are faithless or unbelieving, all right, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself, okay? So in other words, what he's saying here is this, okay, if we, re if we are faithless or unbelieving, he remains faithful. So even if we make some choices that ain't so right, that's what he's talking about here. You know, you can, he's trying to really say that, he, that he's given us, a, he's committed to us in the area of, our decision-making, okay, in the sense of we have a right to choose. That's what he's saying here, okay. In fact, uh, one good reference would be um, in uh, Luke 15, uh, like around verse 11 on, we see the prodigal son, or at least we refer to it as the, uh, the story of the prodigal son. And what it was is uh, this younger son made a decision. He wanted his inheritance early, and, and the father agreed to do that, okay, and he gives him his inheritance uh, early, and the boy just basically packs up, leaves, and heads to locations he shouldn't be, and ends up making some really crazy uh, choices and decisions, and uh, basically lost everything. And the word says he wasted it on prodigal living, or really just means wasteful living is what it means. But when he made the decision to turn back and come back, Okay, then what we find then, we see an example of who our Heavenly Father is in, in this boy's father. We see a man that's standing there with his arms open wide that when his son came back, he was there to love on him. He was there to receive him, to accept him, amen, even though he had just made multiple miserable choices, okay? Now, what we're, we're reading here in 2 Timothy He's just saying that even when you have, you know, have made some wrong things, you've done some wrong choices, wrong decisions, okay, he's honoring your right to do that. Now, he doesn't mean he agrees with it. That's what he's trying to say. That's why he said earlier, you know, if you made the decision just to flat turn your back on God, 
Okay, he, he's fine with that. That's fine. You made that choice, okay? But then he says, you know, even if you're faithless or unbelieving in things, in other words, you made, uh, made some wrong turns here or there, he remains faithful. Now, faithful to his word, okay? He's always going to remain faithful to his word, and he will not deny himself, okay? So it means that, you know, he's going to always remain faithful to things. And one of those things is he's committed to you so that when you turn back and make a decision to turn toward him, He's still there waiting for you because he's faithful. He's committed to you. Now, again, he's honoring your right to make a choice. And we probably all have experienced times in our life where maybe we didn't make the best choices. And it's amazing how, you know, God didn't jump in the middle of it and stop us and say, you can't do that. He, he honored the fact that you have a choice uh, that you wanted to make and you made that choice and you walked that out and then probably didn't maybe... In, at least in the bad choices, it didn't necessarily end up so good. But isn't it amazing how faithful God is? That when you turn back, there he was. You know? And this is what it's trying to bring out here, is that he always remains true to his word. And that, you know, in his word, he declares the fact that he's in love with you, that he sent his only begotten son on your behalf to save your soul, praise God, pay a price for you. Amen. Why? Because of his love for you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That never stopped. That never changed. God is just as much in love with you as he ever was, praise God. And you can't do enough bad to somehow cause God's love to stop for you. Okay, he's always in love with you. At the same hand, he's so faithful, amen, that he will also honor that right that you have to choose. And that's what he's trying to bring out in this text, praise God, how faithful God is. But my, my word to you, child of God, is keep running to God, not from God. Amen. Let's look at another reference here. Let's go now to um, 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians. And uh, chapter 1. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Praise the Lord. Let's go to verse 18. Read a few verses here. It says, But as God is faithful, our word to you was not yes and amen. In other words, not inconsistent, is what he's saying. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, by me, Sylvanus, and Timothy, was not yes and no, but in him was yes. In other words, he's trying to say, we're not being inconsistent about what we're talking and preaching to you. But he goes on to talk about here what he's talking about. For all the promises of God in him are yes and in him amen to the glory of God through us. Okay, So he's saying that all of his promises okay, to you, all these things that we've been preaching and talking to you, are not up and down. God is true to what he said. He's true to his promises. Now what is a promise? Okay, A promise means an expressed assurance. In fact, I think we touched on this maybe a week or so back here. Uh, in this series, it means an expressed assurance on which expectation is to be based. Now, what this is, what he's talking about, the promises within the covenant, okay? So we have a covenant here, and if you remember, the covenant means a testament, a will, a contract, but get this, it means a writing containing agreements or promises that have been made. So what he's saying here is God is true and faithful with the promises, these things that you can base your expectation on that are within your covenant. Amen. 
In other words, God isn't going to waver at that. God is faithful. God's committed, amen, to see that his promises will come to pass in your life. Now, he just has to get people to believe that, amen, and people to walk it out and follow it, praise God. All right? So his promises are always yes and always amen. He's not wavering in that. He's not up and down in that. God is committed to you, amen, to see to it that these promises will come to pass in your life. Now, that's what we were just trying to bring out here. And a lot of times when we talk about the promises of God, all we have to do is be a people that believe in these promises, that trust in it, that lean on it, praise God. Now, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. So let's go to the next one in Hebrews, amen, Hebrews chapter 10. Hallelujah. Hope you're hearing this today, child of God. Hebrews chapter 10. Hallelujah. Let me get to it here. There we go. And let's go to verse 23. And actually, this whole text would be pretty good to read, but let's just look at verse 23. He says, let us hold fast, okay? Um, talking about, you know, holding, holding steady here. Let us hold fast the confession, okay, of our hope or our expectation, okay, without wavering. Okay, in other words, stay with it, stick with it, amen, hold true, praise God, hallelujah, without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Now, again, it's kind of talking again about the things that he's promised in his word. In other words, he's saying that if you will hold true and held steady here, understand that he is faithful to see these, his word to come to pass or his promises to come to pass. Now, you know, you think about promises there's all, you know, promises kind of range from all, you know, all different things. There's, um, they say anywhere from seven to 10,000 promises in the word that deal with everything uh, from eternity, uh, your eternity to uh, your identity, we could say, all right? Uh, everything from your health, uh, wholeness of body, wholeness of mind, uh, success in business, whether we're talking about increase or provision, all that kind of stuff. There's all kind of promises in here about that. Promises about safety, about your protection. Promises about your marriage, about your family, about your kids. There's promises in here about wisdom, about understanding. There's, we can just go on and on and on about all the promises of God and what they entail and how many areas of your life that it touches. And all he's saying is that if you will remain or hold fast or steadfast, amen, without wavering, amen, God is faithful to see his promises, his word come to pass in your life. Amen. Now, that's just a wonderful promise. So really what it comes down to then, our part here is just to stay with it. Don't back up. Uh, it says hold fast your confession. In other words, keep your, the right words coming out your mouth. Don't waver. Don't, don't be up and down. And that's what the verse we read there in 2 Corinthians is talking. You know, he's always true. It's always, his promises are always yes. And always amen. Amen. It doesn't waver. So all he's saying is that if you choose not to waver, amen, these things will come to pass in your life. Praise God. Good promises. Amen. Let's go to 1 Thessalonians. We'll back up here a couple books here. 1 Thessalonians. Hallelujah. So many great promises in here. Let's look at, uh, well... Verse 23, chapter 5, pardon me, 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 23, and it says this, Now may the God of peace himself, okay, which is something that may come up yet in this series here, may the God of peace himself sanctify you 
completely and may your whole spirit, soul, and body, okay, your three-part being here, all right, be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you, here it is again, he who calls you is faithful who also will do it, okay? So do he's faithful to do what he just talked about here in verse 23. So God is committed to see you uh, sanctified or set apart is what it means, okay? Made different, uh, to sanctify you completely, okay? Make you different, make you the person you're called to be is what he's talking about. And he says your whole spirit, soul, and body. Again, there's so many things in the Word that talk about you know, your spirit, that talk about your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions. That's kind of all wrapped up in the, in the suke, okay, the, or soul of an individual, and also your body, okay? So your three-part being, okay, you, you are a spirit, you possess a soul, and you live in a body, okay? Well, there's promises and things all through His Word that He has declared concerning you, your spirit man, concerning your soul, and things concerning uh, your body, things that will, uh, in a sense, make you different, make you whole or complete or sanctify. In other words, so we're making you separate or making sure everything lines up like it's supposed to line up. Amen. So this word here uh, is talking about uh, making you complete, okay, setting you apart and making you complete and talks about his faithfulness to do that. Praise God. Now I love that because you know, a lot of times we might say, uh, you know, go through uh, a lot of promises in God's word and think that, well, you know, God uh, is going to make sure my, my spirit's okay because one day I get to go to heaven and blah, 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 blah. All that's wonderful and great. But see, he, God wants to not only talk about your, your inner man, he wants to talk about your soul, you know, your mind, your will, your emotions, and do what he can to set that apart to make you whole even in the area of your mind. Amen. Give you a sound mind, the mind of Christ, the scripture talks about. Amen. And your body. So many promises about health and wholeness. Amen. About living healthy and being healthy. Praise God. So many things that God says. And the word says that he's faithful. Amen. As he says here, he who's called you is faithful who also will do it. Praise God. See, now again, all he's asking for you is to believe him in that, to trust him in that, amen, to continue, amen, not to waver as we read in the previous verse, amen. Don't be up and down about it and just stay with it, keep moving forward, keep trusting, keep believing, and he will sanctify you completely or set you apart, make you different, make you the person that you're called to be if you'll just keep moving forward, praise God. And he's not just talking about your spirit. Amen. Although that's a, obviously when you get born again, you're a new creation in Christ. But he also wants to help renew your mind. Amen. Cause you to think like you're supposed to think. Have the thoughts of, of, of God himself. Praise God. Have your emotions and your, your feelings all kind of in line and in check. But he also wants you to be whole. Hallelujah. Concerning your physical body. I mean, we're talking sanctified completely. Praise God. Hallelujah. Spirit, soul, and body. Praise God. Hallelujah. And God has a commitment to you uh, to see that come to pass if you'll just keep moving forward. Let's look at another one here. All right. Let's look at 2 Thessalonians. Since we're right or close, let's do this. Chapter 3, please. All right. Chapter 3 and verse 3. 
Now, I just previously touched on this in one of my previous services, but we're going to look at it in the, in the light of what we're talking about today. Verse 3 says, But the Lord is faithful who will establish you and guard you from the evil one. Okay? Now, you got to kind of study this and understand what he's talking about here, okay? Because if you just speed read it, you just think God's going to make sure the, the devil don't touch you. But what it's talking about, there's a part in here. He says he's faithful to do some things here who will establish you first off. Now, this particular word establish means to set fast, uh, to fix or confirm. But get this, it says in the concordance, it, just, it says literally. That's what it says, literally to turn resolutely in a certain direction. So what it's saying is he is faithful to lead you and guide you and direct you if you'll let him. Amen. But that's the thing. You've got to let him do that, okay? But it says here he is faithful who will establish you or will literally lead you or direct you. Amen. And when it's talking about something confirmed or fixed, it's talking about set your feet on the right path is what it's talking about. But it literally means, praise God, to turn resolutely, amen, in a certain direction. So God is trying to lead us is what it's talking about here. In fact, this word guard then in the same text here to he will establish you and guard you. The word guard means to be on guard or to be on watch or to keep or preserve or to avoid something. Okay, now get this. It says through the idea of isolation, through the idea of isolation. So what it's saying here, he's talking about keeping you isolated from the evil one. Now, how he's going to do that is he's going to direct you, lead you, guide you. Amen. Now, there's a lot of different references we can go in. Psalms 91 is pretty good about the fact, you know, as you spend time in that, in that secret place with God, it says he will direct you and guide you in the sense of keep you from uh, the pitfall of, or the snare, I guess is the word used in Psalms 91, 91 the snare of the fowler or the snare of the enemy. All right. So he's trying to lead you so you avoid the snares and the pitfalls, all right? See, God is committed to lead you if you let him. God is committed to you to guide you and direct your path so you never fall into the pitfalls of, of the evil one. Oh, I hope you're hearing this, child of God. Amen. There's so many cool uh, promises in here. In fact, even our... Um, uh, model prayer, it talks about uh, he will not lead us, uh, you know, into temptation, but deliver us from the evil. And now I'm kind of getting ahead of myself, but the bottom line is what he's trying to do is lead, uh, try to guide you and lead you from the pitfalls, from all the things and the snags that the enemy's trying to lay out there, okay, which the next word is from temptation, okay, even. Okay, so let's look at 1 Corinthians. Oh, hallelujah, 1 Corinthians 10. Oh, glory. 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 11, and it just, it just starts saying, it says, now all these things happen to them as examples. Now, of course, there's some things mentioned here about the children of Israel um, and basically talked about how uh, their decisions produced certain kind of results. And he says that these are things to learn because the same thing that happened to them can happen to us if we choose to walk that kind of path. This is what ends up happening. If you remember, the children of Israel uh, made some miserable choices, and they wandered around in the wilderness for 40 years because of the choices and the decisions that they made. And he's just telling us that these, are all, these things have all happened as examples to you and me. In other words, we can look back on these things and learn from these things that the same thing that happened to them can happen to us. That's why we want to steer clear of some of the choices and the decisions uh, that they made. And it says, And they were written for our admonition or instruction or teaching, that word means, 
upon whom the ends of the ages have come. Therefore, all right, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. In other words, be aware, okay? That's what he's trying to say is that understand, okay? You don't want to just go out and just make any kind of dumb decision, okay? Or make some kind of choice that's going to lead you down some wrong path. But he goes on, he say, no temptation has overtaken you except such as, as is common to man, okay? But God is faithful. Here we go again, all right? Who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make a way of escape or an exit, okay, that you may be, uh, be able to bear it, okay, or endure the pressure, all right? So what he's talking about is, is you don't have to fall prey to any temptation. God is there and faithful. God will lead you. God will direct you. But understand in context here. Now, the word says rightly divide the word of truth, which means there could be a wrong way to, uh, to divide this. It's not saying that God's just going to you know, make sure you never are tempted. What he's saying is this. There's temptation everywhere out there. And you even have a right to make any kind of choice you want to make. If you want to choose to go down some nasty path, well, you know, you're, you're able to do that. You have that right and that choice to do that. But he's saying he's faithful. Now, what? what is he? He's faithful to make sure, amen, if you'll lean on him and trust him, that's what it's talking about. See, if we rightly divide this, he's talking about if you'll let him lead and guide, he'll make sure that there won't ever be any kind of pressure of temptation that will overwhelm you that you couldn't possibly overcome or beat. Uh, and he's talking about with his help, with his help with his direction, his guidance, with his empowerment, with his grace, uh, with his, uh, you know, wisdom, praise God. We can go on and on and on, all that God will offer, amen, because he's faithful to you, amen. Now, if you're just going to go out and just live your life, whatever, and then say, well, uh, I don't believe this is true because I fell to this temptation and fell to that temptation and it overwhelmed me, he's saying, listen, none of that uh, is, is too big, uh, too great, amen. If you will lean on him, and let him lead, let him guide you, amen. You'll avoid all that pitfall. You'll never have to fall to temptation, praise God, amen. Now, again, he's not saying there isn't going to be temptation. He just says you don't have to fall to it. You don't have to, you know, yield to it, and, and you don't have to be overwhelmed by it, amen. Praise God, a good promise, amen. Hallelujah. Let's look at uh, 1 John, 1 John 1, 1 John 1. Hallelujah. God is faithful. Praise God. Let's look at another good one. This is a good promise here. Amen. 1 John 1, 9, pretty common for most of us anyway, says, if we confess our sins, oh, hallelujah, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's how good God is. God is faithful. God is committed. Amen. Amen. That when you go to God and you say, God, I blew it. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't like he act like it didn't ever happen. He just says he's just there to, amen, to make sure you're forgiven and cleansed from it. Praise God. Amen. That when you confess that sin, amen, when you turn, when you repent and turn and go the other way, that's all that word repent means. When you make that decision, guess what? God's right there, right? He's right there as we talked about earlier with the prodigal son. Amen. That the father was right there. When he turned back, went back, there was the Father, amen, waiting with open arms, amen. And it's pretty graphic. Uh, he, you know, he was right. I mean, he kissed on him, everything. He was just, man, he was so grateful, praise God, amen. He wasn't, he wasn't all hung up about the past. He wasn't all hung up about the mistakes he made. Now, he didn't deny it. He didn't, you know, ignore it in the sense of, you know, that it never happened. He just says, amen, you know, he put all that behind him. 
And when you turn and you confess your sins, that's exactly what he does. He puts it behind him no more, no more to be brought up, no more to be held over your head. And the reason this is so important and why we're so grateful that God is faithful to forgive and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness is because the enemy can't hold that over you anymore. And that's the cool thing about God, about God's commitment to you, about God's love for you, about God being faithful. Amen. He is truly faithful. Praise God. He is truly committed and loyal and dedicated. Amen. Hallelujah. To see you through this. Praise God. I love the fact that my God will never leave me nor forsake me. My God will never turn his back on me. Praise God. That every time I look to him, lean on him and trust in him, he's right there. Amen. To prove himself faithful. Praise God. Child of God, kind of a simple word today. But I just felt in my heart, amen, to always keep in mind how, uh, how faithful God really is, amen. And again, it always comes back to that, that God is just good, and He's good all the time, praise God. I hope you got something today, praise the Lord. Father, I give you praise and glory for this people today, that they had an ear to hear and a heart to receive. Again, Lord, just grateful that the eyes of the understanding being enlightened, that as we go through this series, Lord, more and more and more, they're beginning to figure out, amen, and beginning to grasp, beginning to perceive and experience how good you really are. And Father, I give you the praise and the glory for it in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Child of God, I call you blessed. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch the video of this message, head over to vimeo.com forward slash WO Victory or go to Jerry Roberts Ministry on Roku. For more information about who we are and what we do here at Order Victory, check out the website at wovictory.org. That's wovictory.org. See you there.